What's going on, everyone? We're back at the All About the Data podcast. We got another special guest in the building for you guys. And you already know we have our co-host, Shanice Edwards, Quant King J, a.k.a. Jafar Campbell, or should it be Jafar Campbell, a.k.a. Quant King J? I don't know. Maybe we should just change your real name to Quant King J. Go no, down I'm going to change house. my real name to Jamar. That's what I'm going to do. You can do that, too. I mean, it's only a one-letter difference. You know, the Jamar, the Jafar, is just that one letter, you know. <laughs> And then we got our new host, Lucky Jones. I told you, y'all got to look her up, man. That's a famous Hi, name right there. <laughs> and we got our special guest. We're going to go ahead and have Lucky introduce him, and we're going to get the podcast going, keep it flowing, keep it going. Yes. Hi, everyone. So today we have Olan Raju, and Oyan Boke is his last name. Um, he's a data management expert, data scientist, business intelligence and Power Platform Evangelist with over six years of freelance and corporate experience spanning across education, fintech, and insurtech. Um, he's passionate about fixing the technical skill gap needed to accelerate Africa's growth. Uh, he's currently the co-founder of Capacity Nigeria, which is an edtech hub committed to driving digital literacy in Africa, and Data Site Analytics, which is a digital and data transformation startup with a focus on data science and automation training and implementation. Uh, he currently leads the data management office of a multinational insurance company where he oversees the data science team, data governance, data quality, and maturity team, as well as drives automation initiatives across the organization. He's also a Microsoft Most Valuable Professional, certified trainer, and certified data management professional with over 10 relevant Microsoft certifications. And he's an active leader in the Microsoft Power User Group in Nigeria. Woo, that was a mouthful. You are highly accomplished. Kudos it to you. Is. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, cool. Thank That's you. Thank and you know, we we glad to have you on the show. You know, um, you know, we just gave our little bullet points of you, but anything, you know, personally you want to just introduce yourself with, you know, that maybe we should know that we don't know. Right. Uh, well, maybe I'm just gonna say that I'm actually excited to be on this show. <laughs> I mean, Aww. and um the citation was actually, you know, top notch. Thanks for that. I wasn't literally expecting that much of myself. Yeah, aside all the things that have been said, I'm recently into cycling, so and I enjoy it a lot. You know, it's just mm -hmm. a fun fact about me. I like cycling and I like listening to music. So outside that, um, I do other initiatives like which is Twitter activity. Recently I came up on Twitter and I'm just there to teach things on statistics on Twitter, machine learning on Twitter. Uh, you know, SQL on Twitter, Power Platform, everything. I just want to, you know, be out there to let people know what is possible on the best app. So. That's what's up. We appreciate yeah. your contribution to the dataverse, yeah, you sure. know, the data community. Um, it's always good to have people out there helping us out. Um, so we, uh, we're going to go ahead and have our host, Shanice, actually start off with the questions this time. Um, by the way, I'm happy to have you on here too. I did see you. Um, I believe I saw one of your tweets go viral and I was like, uh, I definitely want to bring them on the show, you know, give, uh, give you a chance to, uh, you know, get some spotlight on the all about the data community. Um, it's actually a pretty big community. We're on discord. I, I I'll send you the invite. We have over 2000 members in there now. Um, with data engineers, data scientists, like everything data, basically. It's kind of where the name All About the Data came from. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, well, that's you. You might be able to help me out with, uh, help us out with Power Automate since you're a power guy. I'm actually getting into that right now. And I was like, dude, this thing can do everything. Like, I love this. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, facts. Facts. So, um, once again, shout out to Nigeria. We actually have a lot of people uh, from Nigeria in the Discord too. So you guys are, are hard, dedicated workers, you know. Um, mm -hmm. that's a, you guys are definitely, definitely put in that work. So once again, much love to Nigeria. But we're going to go ahead and get into the first question and get this show started so we can keep it going, keep it flowing. Shanice, what you got for me? What you got in the bag? Yeah, so... Um before you came on, I was on your Twitter, not stalking you, just looking. 
Um, but is it true that you finished a Google course in like 48 hours? Uh, yeah, I did. <laughs> exactly 48 hours. That's amazing. How did you, yeah, like how did you have like the motivation to keep at it for that long? Yeah, like we need the full breakdown, though. Like I remember you said you was at three in the morning. Like, did you go to sleep? Yeah, that's like, insane. Like, tell us the whole story. Yeah. Okay, so um, first it started with a why. Why did I even attempt taking such a course, you know, under 48 hours? I've been mentored to a lot of people in the general community in Nigeria. And most of the time, I do recommend the Google certificate course. Mm. Um, I just realized four months, six months after, seven months after, they come back and they are still maybe with module two or module three. I, I get frustrated. Is it that difficult? I mean, is it that you can't focus? So, and be beyond just that people are taking longer time to complete it, I want to also know the nitty gritty of what was covered there so that I can know what is expected when a mentee completes the course, what is the expected knowledge and skill you should have acquired from that course. And that will help me to tailor my you know, uh, mentorship program to say, okay, these are the missing gaps or this is how I can further help you to build on that. So um, I couldn't sleep at that midnight. I mean, around two o'clock, 2 a.m. I was just wondering what can I do? Um, I just don't with me that I can take that Google education course and let me see if I can finish it in a day. And the goal here is get to know what we have, the content of the course, the value and everything end to end, okay? So I woke up, I actually started at 3 a.m. in the morning and I was just playing around. I took the first course. I checked an assessment to see if I can, you know, just jump and take all the, um, all the quiz and assignments. I took that, I scored 95%. I was just playing around and I scored 95% and I was like, yeah, I think I know this thing. And I mm -hmm. went through the curriculum. They were pretty easy for me. So, okay, uh, but it's too lengthy. It's too voluminous. How can I do it so that I can finish this thing? Uh, so I just have to put the video in about two times faster just to listen to see, okay, or what are they talking about here? I understand, all right. Then I move to the quiz and the assignment. I will hear them, move to the next one. I did that consecutively for six courses. And out of eight, I was using an average of one hour, 10 minutes for one course. Mm. And then by the fifth one, I was already mentally stressed out. So it wasn't that easy. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that easy. I was tired. I need fun. I just want to stay away from system. But I just, let me do this thing. And so by the sixth one, the sixth course actually gave me the, the, the mark that go and sleep or go and rest because mm. I struggled with the, Capstone, I mean, I mean, the quiz and the assignments. I failed it one time. I failed second. I failed. I don't know. Guy, you know this thing, but you are stressed out. So just drop it. And I can only try it back after 24 hours. So, okay, drop it. Go and rest. So I took rest for like four hours. I did some other thing. I, I, and then I came back. I used that to do the seventh one and the eighth one, which is the capstone project. So I couldn't do that. I'm only left with the assignment and um, the quiz. I have to wait till the next day. At exactly 24 hours, I just went back and I took it and I got it. So I have the certificate under 24, um, 48 hours. Mm -hmm. um, my key takeaway, since that time, I've gone back to that course to check back some of the resources and comments. And I think my focus is on application of the knowledge there. So now that I know what is being taught uh, to everyone that comes around me, I know what is expected of them to have as keys and knowledge once they complete that program. I know how to help, um, help them uh, you know, with each of those courses. For example, later today, I'm having a verbal class on Twitter, on Twitter space that talks about the course one, you know, uh, which is foundation, data, data everywhere. So what is the expectation from that course? Can we mix our live experience and work experience to also cite examples outside what was done in that course that way, some people can understand and relate better and yeah. internalize the learning. So um, mm -hmm. that, that's just something that stemmed out of that um, learning adventure. Okay, cool. that's interesting. Um, yes. I also took the Google course, so I know what you mean with course five. Honestly, course five and course four was the one that kind of like stumped me up, um, kind of slowed me down five? a little bit. Course five goes uh, <laughs> deeper into like Excel and a SQL. Um, mm. And that's, mm. it's and it's longer too. Like the curriculum is like stretched out way longer. Mm. Like as the courses go on, they extend it. But I also um, tell everyone that comes to me, I mean, I'm still transitioning myself. 
But whenever anyone asks me where should I start, I usually tell them the Google course as well. Um, because I feel like it kind of covers all the basics that you need, at least for a beginner, you know, outside of just learning uh, SQL, Excel, Python, all that. It teaches you how to think like a data analyst, you know, how to um, do presentations and things like things that you're not going to learn by just, you know, going on data camp and doing SQL and those things like that. So um, I highly recommend it for anyone who is transitioning. Um, Another popular question that people ask is, is it difficult for a beginner? Um, I think it's very beginner friendly. Um, And honestly, I think it's not enough to advance you. If you want to advance your skills, you definitely have to do more than just that course. But it's enough to introduce you to everything and put you at at least a junior a junior mindset of a, a data analyst. Um, so I know you, you touched on, you know, your why and everything like that. Um, so would you say your predominant focus for taking this course was to know why you're, know what it is that you're recommending to people? Exactly. Exactly, yeah. And how I can also support and cover the knowledge gap after the course. Mm. Got you. Okay. Uh, that makes sense. Um, so yeah, we'll go ahead and go on to the next question. Just for people who that want to take that course, it is on Coursera. Um, and you can, so when you did it, so you, dang, so you did everything in the seven day free trial. Then. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That boy got the real financial aid. That was the real lunch. reason. <laughs> got a free lunch. She ain't playing. Oh, you know, it's crazy. Jay, when I first told him about it, he's like, I'm going to finish it in seven days. I'm like, I don't know. It might take you a couple mm-hmm. minutes. He's like, watch this. To be frank, I could have finished it in two weeks, but I need uh, to do three hours a day and I wasn't doing three hours a day. But I highly believe if you sit down and commit three hours a day to it, I don't have any data experience, but I am a systems engineer slash network engineer. But if you put in three hours a day for two weeks straight, I believe you can finish it by, the, by 14 yeah. days. There's <laughs> a project in there, right? Yeah, yeah, there is a project in there. So each course okay. ends with like a little mini project and then you have the ultimate capstone project with the last course yeah so um but yeah let's go on to the next question let's keep it going keep it flowing all about the data podcast thank you everybody tuning in so i just have another um so out of all the fields in tech um what made you choose data like you're very you have a very thorough or solid um resume so was like everything second nature to you was it easy for you to pick up everything um, okay, uh, I think it boils down to my background. I, my first degree was in statistics. And so mm-hmm. we actually think and thought about data is about data. But while not every, day, uh, not every statistician today or people that study statistics are actually into data. So right. why my interest in data? While I was on campus, I, I mean, exactly year two, I thought to myself, okay, I'm more interested in the application of what I'm being taught in the commercial settings. So how is it being applied? I'm using 10 sample data, um, 13 or 20 sample data in the class. You know, mm-hmm. but is that how it is over there in a house side? That curiosity led me to start exploring the kind of tools that they use outside there, like Stata, SPSS, yeah. Minitab, you know, mm-hmm. EVO. Then, so I was using that same 20 records of data we have, you know, manually solving on notebooks I will import them to those applications and use them so that I can replicate what is being taught, what we are doing manually with the system. Then at 400 level, I started helping project students in other faculties and departments to analyze their project data. That really made me feel valuable that I can support people. And I imagine how much it is when you are in the corporate setting working, how you can leverage your business data to provide insight. So I naturally fall in love with data. But mm-hmm. the lead peak of it, which was in 2016, I did um, bra- I browsed online on Google. I was looking for where to situate myself in my career. And I came across the data gap. And the explanation around it was that data today is being generated at an exponential rate every day. However, the skill available to analyze this data, they are only growing at a geometric or arithmetic rate. So there's a gap being left behind. 
we are likely going to end up with a situation where there are more data unanalyzed than the one that has been analyzed. I mean, I just mm-hmm. felt so connected to that. Mm-hmm. That I mean, uh, how I can ha- I can I wish to be added to that workforce. You know, I want to cover that skill gap, um, data gap. So when I'm there, I can help other people as well. I found it like a purpose, like, okay, mm-hmm. let me be there. Let me keep doing this thing. And um, that was how I entered fully into their aspects. Oh, man, that's man, man, so passionate. Made my heart burn. <laughs> I was like, shoot. <laughs> Ooh, become a data that's a love story. <laughs> <laughs> like, do I love data? <laughs> <laughs> lucky just having us. Lucky having a whole bunch of epiphanies on these episodes, <laughs> boy. Oh, I oh, love like, it. You, 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 you got a powerful story, man. Like, I'm excited yeah, for your for story sure. to get out there. You know, mm-hmm. like, the hard work, the dedication, and you giving back to the community. So that's what make it, like, yeah. even more powerful you know like people are helping people i'm a big fan of that you know that's why all about the day that even started was the whole mindset behind it is people helping people you know um so uh you know it's all about community so again you know i would definitely want you in the discord i can see you adding so much value to the community you know um even this what you post on After twitter this show, i'm gonna join so make a make room i'm coming yeah, <laughs> come through, come through. You know, we got, we got. This I don't think I'm be ready for you, Ola. You a heavy hitter. We got this new thing that we starting up too. It's called a uh, sequel Saturdays, and um, I think you'll actually, you know, you can add, add some value to that. Um, but we are gonna go ahead and keep the show going. We got Quan King J with the questions. Quan King, what you got in the bag for the money? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, I want I wanted to ask, um, why did you choose statistics as a degree formally? Wow! Since we since we just got off of statistics, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm going to tell another story to answer that question. <laughs> I mm. mean, it's quite interesting. So while I finished secondary school, while I was still in secondary school, which is high school, or I mean, over there, um, there was a module in mathematics, a topic in mathematics called statistics. So the day I was being taught in class, my teacher mentioned that, okay, our topic for today is statistics and it's a course in the university. A lot of you will like it and maybe one day go for it. I -hmm. wasn't happy hearing that word statistics. That was the first time. And I said (laughs) to myself, I cannot do this. I will not do this, you know, because I want to run away from it. And then, (laughs) so when I was done with my um, secondary school, I wanted to apply to university, uh, polytechnic to study um, computer science. So because I'm very good, I'm a bit techie and I love you know, computer. While I was filling my form, someone was beside me who checked my, you know, my results and my details and said, what course do you want to apply for? I said, computer science. I said, why don't you try statistics? I said, no, sir. I didn't see his face till today. But that was the second time the word statistics came to me. And I said, no. I mean, and, uh, I, later, I got the admission for computer science, but I didn't go there. And then I applied to university as a pre-degree program now because I couldn't go direct, uh, um, um, you know, entry. And as a pre-degree program, you have to choose three courses because I so much love biology. While I was in secondary school, I was the best biology student, not just in my school, but in my state. I represent mm-hmm. international, you know, competition then. So I love biology a lot. So um, Olympiad is, a, is an international competition, if you are familiar with that. I do represent uh, for Nibo. So I selected three courses, and the first one was biochemistry. Keep the word biology. It was have bio because I love, I love biology. The second was the, uh, microbiology because I still love biology. <laughs> and the third option was plant biology. Imagine. I just want something related to biology. So the three courses I chose was something in the field that I have to do uh, biology, not statistics. But when admission came out, I was given statistics. <laughs> I mean, I was. How does this relate? Why is this coming to me? But actually, I was so desperate. <laughs> I, I needed to to go to school then, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I told my family that I mean I would do it. And a brother, an uncle came and said, "This statistics is very difficult course." If you are not strong in mathematics, don't go for it. But I want to leave home. I don't want to stay at home. So I said, I will do it. Just give me the mm-hmm. chance. You know, pay the school fees, I will do this thing well. I mean, just to call the long story short, I did not just do statistics. I finished with the first class. So it mm-hmm. was just more or less, I have to face this thing and I, I made the best out of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. No, that's that's I'm cool. I'm about to faint listening to them classes you listen. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, I think it's cool though, because um, even though like how you have biology, statistics can still be implemented in that, and it can yeah. kind of be implemented everywhere. So yeah, it reminds me of IT being a systems engineer, network engineer. Like you need me from education to biology, any organization. Mm-hmm. So. I, I like that data is is transmutable like that. Yeah. Um, what about college? So, what was your overall experience like at the university? How did you did you enjoy it? Did you love it? Like hate it? Yeah, I mean, I still try to reminisce, you know, with the experiences then. Uh, but one thing that summarized my time on campus is tutorial master. Mm-hmm. You know, I I take a lot of tutorial. I help people. I can be there every weekend taking them tutorial because I just love teaching. Teaching means learning twice. It's my way mm-hmm. of, you know, showing people. Uh, it's my way of mastering what I read. So when I teach them, it makes me understand it better so that I can also reproduce when it's expected of me. So mm-hmm. while on campus from undergrad level year one to the, you know, fourth year, I was constantly out there teaching. Going, even mosque, I go to mosque to teach. You know, I go to church to teach on campus. I was everywhere. So they do call me Professor Logic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just Ooh, somebody like I like that, that name. That's I always have a way to explain the concept. Right. The logic, you know, to show them, okay, it's not that difficult. If you think it this way, you know, you can actually get it. So they wow, that logic works. So they call me Professor Logic. You know, mm-hmm. I, mean, I enjoyed the time as, as a, a tutorial master on campus. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I really like that name. I might have to steal that uh, in my in America <laughs> over here. <laughs> I'll be the American Professor Logic. <laughs> um, nah, that, that's cool though, man. Um, so because you have you have this degree in statistics, a lot of people have degrees in probably computer science and do data. I have no degree. I'm just a freestyler. I'm a I'm a cert- certificate addict, so I just get yes. certificates. Um, <laughs> would you say that you need a degree in the field of in the field of data, or that you should get one? Or and if so, what degree do you think we should someone should get if they are going to work with data? Okay, so I have been, you know, faced with this question in the past. And from my experience and, you know, discussion with the community here in Nigeria, I have seen that, yes, um, even though some degrees, actually all certification gives you edge because you get to understand those concepts better. You have been taught something that can help you transition easily. However, irrespective of your degree or discipline, you can still move into the data space. Our friends today that study accounting and is a senior consultant with EY in UK in data analytics. Our people that study linguistics is even doing a PhD in uh, natural language processing. I mean, I have seen people over time with different disciplines and degree really doing well in the data space. For myself, um, I ought to people, I, after finishing school, after study, I started working, today I have over... I mean, all this mentioned in Google, IBM certification. Um, these are course certification from courses. Oh, you have but, the IBM one too? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, you wasn't playing. Oh, that was last year. <laughs> I, I, no, that was 2020. <laughs> Did you do that one in 20, 48 hours? Yes. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. <laughs> I took my time. I think I finished that in three months. <laughs> okay. That's still quick. They say that yeah, one was yeah, projected to be like 11 months. Yeah, I was really, really into it. Actually, I'm a very focused guy. So when I mm-hmm. want to give something my attention, I'm just there doing yeah. it. Yeah. And I didn't get fulfilled until I complete it. So yeah. I love the feeling when I get it done. You know, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm back you, yeah. me. So for certification, I mean, I'm gonna, I've done Microsoft certification about 10 or 11 of that just to validate my skill. So what I use certification for is to rather validate the skill I have. I focus on um, acquiring those skills using every means possible, bootcamp, you know, YouTube, you know, videos, courses. And after I've been able to develop projects and portfolio, then I go for certification exam to be sure if I truly know this thing to be, you know, um, um, global standard. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. not sure if that pretty much answers your question yet. Yeah, you know, I actually, I actually, I'm starting to lean more towards that approach. I used to be like, um, more so like do the certification, then do the project. 
But now I'm more so do the projects and then do the certifications because from my experience in interviews, like they don't really ask you for the certification. So mm. it's like you're more better off just doing the work um, and being able to like express your work in the uh, interview. But speaking of doing projects and doing the work and everything before you actually get the certificate, one thing I preach about is documenting your journey. I see you're big on documenting your journey as well. Um, do you advise uh, like your students or people transitioning into data to document their process or like what's your thoughts on that? I can't overemphasize that because it is very important. Okay, so I call it open learning. You know, you are learning in the open. The moment you document, then you share, you're learning in the open. For example, when I wanted to take serious my uh, Power Platform journey in 2021, I started a YouTube channel in January, January 3rd. And in the space of one year, I have released 120 videos, you know, of different use cases. I was practically learning and documenting my learning. When I learned something, I go and create video around it and push to my YouTube channel. Today, some of those things, for me to replicate, they are still going to consume my YouTube channel for me to go through, okay, how is this thing being done? I was the one who created it, but I still go there and consume it So as a guide. Yeah. When you transition into data, uh, data feed is the same way for me. Uh, as you're learning, keep documenting the process. Most of the time, like the Google Data Analytics talks about the processes, the stages and the steps, um, you start by asking questions. How do you, how do you ask? What do you get from that? Are you asking yourself? Are you asking the business? You start by, you know, um, sorry. After you ask questions, there are other things that you still need to do. You know, sorry. I'm, I'm just trying to capture, remember those, those things. Uh, mm -hmm. After you ask questions, uh, it was more or less prepared. So you know what you want to do now. How do you prepare for those things? And mm -hmm. if you are pushing forward a use case, Start with, uh, if you're putting forward a portfolio, start with a use case. Okay, even if it's an open data, you can see, you know, coin a use case around it, assume a business, a fictitious business, this is what they're into, this is the challenge they're facing, you know, ask the right question, they're prepared to solve it. And how about the process? How do you go around uh, about solving it? Is it a popularly known approach that you're using? You know, when implementing that approach, does it have challenge? Were you able to uh, maybe use an hybrid one? These are things that shows that, okay, you truly understand what you're doing and you are following maybe a standard or, or framework. Then you go in and analyze your work. Then you share your results and actually make recommendations so that it's not just this is the dashboard. It's not just this is the model. You know, what can you recommend from the outcome of your work? So it is very important to document your learning process, not just for you, but also for people coming behind. You know, a lot of yes. people will go back to those things and yeah, then yeah. sort of, wow, it helps them to grow faster because mm -hmm. it might take you two weeks, one month to put that together. But someone who has access to that can in three, four days can get that skill and move forward. So yeah. um, that, that's my thought on that. Yeah, right. I, yeah. You know, it's funny. Mm -hmm. I, I tell people the same thing I say because people like, Oh my God, I, I can't document. I don't know anything yet. I'm like, but what you do know is going to help somebody who is probably in the exploring phase, you know, trying yeah. to see if this is something they want to do. Now they're yeah, seeing the resources sure. you're putting out. And it's like, you know, so it's like you're helping yourself and you're helping other people at the same time. That's why I say, don't be afraid to document your journey. So y'all go right now, pause this uh, session right <laughs> quick and go on LinkedIn and go on Twitter and just post something and then come back and press play. I'm challenging all the listeners right now. Go document something. Don't be afraid. Don't worry about how people are going to respond. Just do it. You're going to feel better about yourself and then come back and tell Data J thanks and Ola thanks and all about the data thanks because we trying to help everybody get come, six figures in the day. Come back and finish the video, please. <laughs> we'll I'll probably do that after the video. Come, come back and finish we'll, the video. We'll remind too. you at the end. Yes, make sure y'all go do it, though. For real, you know, we just trying to help y'all out. And Ola, we appreciate yeah. you giving the advice. We're going to keep it going, keep sure. it flowing. Lucky luck. Ooh, you know, it's crazy. I used to call my, when I was in the music industry, I had oh. a manager. What haven't you done? I'm just curious. <laughs> oh, I've done everything under the sun. What, what King Solomon said? Nothing I'm loving it. So, so a quick funny story. So my manager, when I was an artist, was actually named Lucky. 
That's mm-hmm. the funny part. He was actually, and I used to call him Lucky Luck. I got a song where I shouted him out called Lucky Luck. I'm gonna I have like to that. hear that. I have to hear it. Okay. You got their song? What's I'm gonna post it in the show notes, ladies and gentlemen. No, we're not posting it in the show notes. <laughs> Shanice, uh, the show I'm on it. <laughs> data records. Data records. Uh, all about, welcome to All About the Data Records. <laughs> but lucky luck, what you got for us in the bag, man? What are we looking at? Sure. So, um, you know, in the bio, we had so many different parts of data. There was governance, there was quality, there's automation, um, and then different industries as well, such as finance, education, and insurance. So my question is, how do you stay updated being having your hand in so many different parts of data? Thank you. I would say it's a journey for me. Mm-hmm. You know, in 2017, I wanted to be a lecturer. We've not discussed that part of me. You know, it's a story mm-hmm. too. I wanted to be a lecturer. I was already in the university, federal university, as a graduate assistant, you know, just to continue in that part. And I decided I need to go back to the industry. I mean, there's still a lot that I'm missing. There's still a lot to be done uh, because I wasn't even officially engaged then. So when I then went into the corporate settings, I started as a data analyst. So mm-hmm. I was a business intelligence analyst on a business transformation project that is literally projects to build um, a data warehouse and analytical dashboard. That spans for one year, two months. I just have to sink or swim. That mm-hmm. led me to acquire all the necessary skills. I deliver excellently on that project. And because my continuous interest in data, I then made a proposal because um, data analytics is a continuum. Analytic dashboard is more or less a descriptive part of it, um, maybe at most diagnostic. You know, you see what has happened in the past and you can ask questions, why did it happen by diving deeper? But there's still a part of it where you ask the question, what will happen next? You know, that's the predictive part. You know, then I wrote a proposal that, I mean, we can do more from this same data. And you know, let's start a data science team here. And, you know, I, I wasn't into data science then, that was 2019, but I have read so much about that space. I've practiced, I've co- I, completed on, I competed on Google, uh, sorry, Kagu and the rest. And so I kind of know what it takes to build a model. So I made that move and it was, you know, the SCOM passed vote of confidence on me. Then I started the first data science team in that organization. Because the multinational, by November of that year, I was invited to Paris. You know, we had a data science conference in, in Paris and we met about people from 66 countries because they're actually white. And that oh, wow. connected me to community of data scientists. And these are guys that work for the same organization, you know, doing different projects in different entities. Mm-hmm. I felt so much, I'm just starting two months into my role as a <clears throat> data science team lead. But I mean, there I was able to see a lot of use cases uh, that people in different entities have implemented. So I'm good at pulling in initiatives. So I network with them, got connected with them. And when I got back to Nigeria, I was keeping contact. So, okay, I, I, I heard that you mentioned this project. It will be valuable to you know, what I'm doing here. Can you offer help? Can you assist? You know, mm-hmm. then people were able to assist. And in that role as a data scientist, I was able to build a couple of solutions that are in production. And I did that under one year, two months again. Mm -hmm. And during that period, I realized that the major challenge today for organizations is not the data analytics scale. It's the data in itself. And that's why I have this popular quote, which is, um, data is the new oil. I live in an oil country where nobody, nobody is drilling, you know, because I believe that the heart of drilling is analytics. So Mm -hmm. if you are just doing exploration, you are really not getting the best from this data. We were building dashboard with the same data. Uh, we're getting something. But the moment we added predictive analytics to it, we're getting more. And right. it's the same data, not, not, not a new set of data. So mm-hmm. that shows that when you drill, that is the part of analytics right. and gives you, the, you know, more value from that data. Then I realized that data is the leverage. So the, if you have it in the right states, if it's well of high quality, you know, timeliness, reliability, accuracy, you then enjoy what you are building on it. Mm-hmm. So that was what led me, you know, then we realized that there are challenges in the organization, especially in terms of management. There are no framework, there are no processes, there are no governance. So I was then moved because I've worked across those 
you know, roles. I've been a data scientist. I've been a business intelligence analyst, which is a different team. I have worked as a data steward because I used to do data improvement initiatives every month, you know, bring out the cheating issues in the business and, you know, bring the um, executive or stakeholders together. How do we resolve this? Oh, so you are familiar with the data challenges as well. It's better we push you to this unit where you will put in place the framework, the processes that will help us to drive data architecture, modern data architecture, data governance, the master data management, the data quality and maturity, and the rest of those topics. So our, I've been in the office for a year and maybe three months now again. Mm -hmm. So it's been a continuum, it's been a journey for me. And uh, that is why I've moved across those, those sectors and uh, settings. Well, I would just like so to say, experience. I love your passion for data. It's yeah, very, sure. very, Man. you can, it's radiating. Look, and I, I might, feel I it through have, this. I love it. I might have to give you data, Jay, like you more dated out than me. Thank you. I'm about to have to go study some more data tonight. I might have to put in some more. I might have to put in four hours a day now. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, most definitely, man. You definitely have a definitely got a passion for it, man. I love it. Yeah. I, love, I love a guy that got some passion in his work, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. how do you manage your time with you know so many different like realms of data mm -hmm. around you? Yeah. Like, do you ever have time for like you? He is he data. is data. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> that is something that people have asked over time. I mean, just last week, people asked me, do I have more than 24 hours in a day? Mm. And because they just want to understand how do you manage to do this much, you know, within the same 24 hours that we all have. Uh, mm -hmm. Aside work, you know, uh, maybe I should put it this way. Sometimes the way my strategy for managing stress, managing uh, maybe when I'm sad, or when I'm happy, it's actually to learn. So, I mean, I'm actually happy when I have a good news. It just takes me to finish one call that I'm doing before. That energy is there. Uh, if I'm feeling down, the way to get out of it is just go and focus that energy, channel it towards learning. So one, uh, that's why I now learn several things in a day because I, it comes natural to me. Uh, but I have life outside learning and outside of these things. Uh, like I said, I love cycling. Um, mm -hmm. I, I think recently I took that tweet. I do share every day when I say, you know, when I ride, I share my, my picture so that people know I don't just do data. I also have live outside that. This morning, <laughs> Saturdays, I go out to play football. I, I love okay. football. I play a lot, you know, mm -hmm. and I enjoy playing. So I do those things. And sometimes, you know, maybe once in a month or quarter, I go out with my guys too. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, I try to chill too. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> do you really? Do you play any video uh, games at all? Yes. I, well, yes. I'll mm. say yes. Okay. Do you, do you play game, video you play? games? I uh, no, I don't. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> I watch movie. I watch movies like sci-fi movies. Okay. 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 Yeah, I, I like sci-fi movies. I love sci-fi movies. I love sci-fi. I love documentaries. You know, I, I love I can, documentaries. I, I can relate to an extent. Mm -hmm. Like, I do feel like a sense of like excitement when I'm studying, especially Same. if it's something that I'm actually interested in. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Which yeah. is actually kind of what brought me to data, is I'm interested in it. So um, you know, hence why this whole thing's going on. I actually love data, but um that's that's uh like i say your story is just powerful man i'm just here like i'm usually like hype but it's like I'm just, yeah. i feel like i'm just learning right now like i'm taking yeah, info for notes. Sure. like you know mm -hmm. um, definitely applying the info because <laughs> like i'm i'm really like a big fan of like you guys work ethics like i know i know a, a couple of nigerians and it's just like it's just like how do they do it like is it the food <laughs> is it the water like y'all just be so focused. Like, have you been to Africa, Jay? I haven't yet, but I got to now. I got I got probably over two hundred people please from Nigeria. Way down there. Come see, come see for yourself. I got to. I got to come see. I need. I need to. I might have to spend a month there. I might come back a wizard if I come back. Well, <laughs> 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 oh, but uh, but let's keep it going. Let's keep it going, man. Um. So you said outside of data, you do you do football. You ever stop? You ever tried to go to the league like when you was a kid? You ever wanted to go to, like professional? Uh, you mean 
watch professional football in Nigeria? Yeah, yeah. or just in general, yeah. Uh, like, yeah was that yeah, ever I'm a thought? Actually, I'm a Man City fan, and I've been a Man City fan since 2009, you know, mm. so for a long time. Um, so I watch football, and in Nigeria, we have um, our own league. You know, it's not that popular. And um, sometimes, if I could make my way there, it's not that close to my area, but I do attend, but not frequently. Okay, mm. okay. All right. So um, we're going to keep it data, but we're going to ask a data question. That's not really about data itself, but it is kind of data because we're collecting data from you in a sense. I know I'd probably okay. just confuse you guys with all the data work. Yeah, because what? <laughs> oh, man. But what are your three favorite books and why? It don't matter if it's nonfiction, fiction, whatever it is. Like, what, what's your three favorite books and why those three? All right. So I, I'm going to say the first one is Atomic Knowledge by a Nigerian author called Samson Adapol. Um, the reason for choosing that book, it really changed my mind. You know, the guy explained how you can be in this part of the world, but not restrict yourself to, you know, the situations around you and explain how knowledge will drive the economy. You know, that was 2014, 15 when I read that book and I almost read it every year so that I can renew, you know, those insights and those energy that I, I got from that book. It really changed and transformed my mind it made me value knowledge like never before. So I mm. know that when you master it and you know it, you can make way for yourself anywhere. So, yeah. and it talks about some futuristic thing, how knowledge will continue to evolve and how it will distinguish people. So I love that book. The other one is, how I can't remember the author now, Good to Great. Good to you know, Great. Okay, uh, I think I heard good it Good to Great. And the reason we're choosing that was, I was part of a strategy session in my organization in early part of 2018. And we wanted to move that organization from being good to great. We have, we have all the data to show that, I mean, for the past 30 years, we've moved from nothing to being good, you know, becoming industrial leader here. But how do we move it from good to great? Uh, for myself, I do not see the organization. I was looking at my own life and career. So how can I move myself from, you know, good to great? And the principles, the hedge concept, you know, the fifth level of um, leadership, all those things that were laid out in that book, I try to picture them for myself and say, okay, how can I fit in? I more or less change the book to my own story. So rather than relating it to a company, I related it to my life. And those things, I've been applying them in my life and it works for me. And that is why my transition in the space of three years within the organization, it shows that someone who is on a path, it won't be that if I've, I didn't have that such content that inspires me to see, okay, I cannot take myself from where I am to where um, I want to be. And lastly, this is not uh, that much of a popular book, but uh, the book is The Purpose-Driven Life, um, you know, by Warren. Um, it makes a lot of meaning to me because, like I said, I try to find my why, you know, Whatever I'm going mm. into, I want to know why am I doing that. Uh, I took that course for eight hours because I, have a, I had a why. And uh, it was that why that pushed me to complete it on time. So uh, that book, beyond just the practice and the lessons, it helps me to embrace finding why as something very important. So if you're engaging me on a project, if you're engaging me in a community, I, I need to find my why. There's a why for that community, but does my own align with that? So the purpose actually helped me to uh, channel my passion. I've realized I'm that kind of person that is very passionate. So there are a lot of distractions around me. If I don't have my why established, you see me everywhere. Um, but for me to be able to channel my why, uh, my passion to something that is rewarding, yeah, maybe not rewarding for me, but rewarding for the purpose which I'm, I'm, I'm putting it in, I need to understand the why. So those three books, you know, I mean, super smart to me. So those, those three books are the secret. Thank you. Save me a trip. <laughs> <laughs> Be sure to list those. Uh, but interesting. The first one you said was Atomic Knowledge. Um, it's funny because there's a, a book called Atomic Habits. Have you ever That's read what that I one? thought about. Yeah. I thought about that one too. Have you ever read that one? Hey. Atomic Habits? Yeah, but I haven't completed it. But yeah, I do. <laughs> 
Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm still in the midst of, midst of reading it myself, but I'm going to check out Atomic Knowledge too. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, real quick, we just going to hop into the Tech Titan for today's show. Tech Titan is where we just shout out and show love to the tech community of people that's doing their thing, giving back to the community, showing love to the people. So we going to bring it over to Shanice, who we got on the roster for today. Who we showing Can love I to? Can I get a drum roll? Thank you, Jafar. That was very nice. That was me. Um, oh, I'm Jamar. Ja- I'm Jamar. Nope, I'm Jamar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but this uh, t- time for this episode is the job father, uh, Jermaine Jupiter. Um, since last October, he's gotten over 100 people into tech. I'm pretty sure that number has since, right, since risen since then. Um, he has a PDF referral list um, where you can request a referral form from him, like to any of the companies that he's connected to. Um, he linked that in one of his tweets, so you'll have to follow him on his Twitter to um, check that out. Um, he also has career counseling services that he provides to his company, Jupiter HR, uh, from resume and LinkedIn packages to helping you outsource your job search and helping you network, uh, network to career coaching um, for those who are already established in the tech field. Um, he also has a list of free resources on his website. So again, you have to follow his Twitter. We'll link that in the show notes and a link to his um, services as well. Um, thank you, Jermaine. We appreciate you. And yeah, keep up the good work. Big shout out to J- J- uh, Jermaine. Island yeah. man, you don't know. Bop, 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 bop. See it there. I'll be reaching out to him for sure. Yeah, we're going to get Jermaine on here too. Jermaine was, uh, Jermaine's actually a recruiter that I, I met a couple years ago as well when I first mm-hmm. got into this tech journey. So, so I'm telling y'all, networking is like powerful. Like it's just powerful. Like the people you connect with, you know, you keep them in your, your roster, you know they just they come through for you so um Ola I just want to ask you um just two last questions here um one would be what is your thoughts on uh seeking mentorship um for aspiring data analysts okay uh I do not have much of that opportunity while I was you know you know going through my thesis because it's more or less a sink or you know swim scenario for me but that actually was main reason why I embraced mentorship more, because I knew what I went through. You know, some people today they just ended ended up in mentorship program. It helped their career. They do not know what it is outside it. So I have been outside it without mentor to help me at some stages, and that made me to say, okay, whatever it will take, I need to be sure that people do not just go through these things, you know, without direction, without having someone to guide them, you know. So I embrace mentorship a lot. I mentor people and I always recommend it. You know, there are a lot of benefits for having a mentor. But for me, I always recommend, you know, getting a mentor, uh, be distant, be close by, uh, because it is important. It just shortens your, you know, learning journey and you accomplish mm-hmm. a lot in a, you know, in a shorter time. And, mm-hmm. you know, you get experience that you cannot leave. You get it, right. you know, in a discussion. Uh, if you have to leave that experience, it might hurt you. It might even cost you some things in your career. But, you know, you get to avoid them because someone is there to tell you, these are it work for me and this is this and this is my recommendation for you. I mean, uh, it's a really valuable thing. Everyone should mm-hmm. try that. Got you. That's <laughs> what's Agreed. up. So yeah. we're going to put Ola's Twitter in the show notes, y'all make sure y'all follow him, hit him up about mentorship because he is <laughs> has a mentorship program and he's going to get you right. We on the same page. Start with the Google course. Don't be afraid. What you waiting on? Start today. What are you doing? Why are you still watching this? Go to the website. <laughs> what are you doing? You, told, you want to be a data analyst. <laughs> but um, I think we pretty much covered everything, man. This was a dope session. Oh, we have one last question. One more. Oh, we do? Oh, I'm sorry. See, yeah. repeat the project magic coming through. Like, well, I don't want to know. I'm not, sure, I'm not sure if y'all want to know, but like you've been doing so much already. What's next for you after this? Yeah. So the way I'm seeing myself, um, the next phase for me is two things. First, uh, more or less a global advocacy program of the mm. team. Um, I'm looking at taking what I do today within community, smaller community, to something global. And the second one is building 
AI powered solutions, how they started, you know, I've talked about it. You talked about it in the citation. I think Lucky does, you know, uh, mm-hmm. she mentioned that that's data site analytics. Uh, I have consulted for companies and implemented AI solution for them. But I mean, I just see the need to help SMEs more and um, democratizing AI can come in many forms. It could be by giving them something that is easy, easy to use and is explainable enough, but it's powered by machine learning solutions that makes, you know, that contribute to the growth of the business or to reduce their cost or to optimize their processes. So mm-hmm. that is something also big on my table, how I can release an AI-powered product to support businesses in their growth journey. Awesome. Okay. AI taking nice. over. Cool. Yeah. Hey, you know, we got a machine learning channel in the uh in the Discord too. So mm-hmm. you might have fun with that. We got <laughs> some AI ones in there too. But um, mm-hmm. we definitely appreciate you coming on, Ola. We yeah, appreciate all good, the wisdom you dropped. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to have you in the Discord. So I can get the link to join. Yeah. You know, I'm about to send it to again, you as soon as we get off. I'm just so happy, you know, seeing your faces. I mean, it's, <laughs> I'm really relaxed. I see we are really having a familiar time, you know. Yeah. I enjoyed yeah. every session, every discussion. I mean, you guys are dope. I mean, definitely, man. We yeah, know we're going to, we're going to, we're going as the show continue to grow, you know, we're going to eventually double back and bring you uh, back on, you know, we're sure. just trying to get as much people in this uh, first launch year as we can. And then, you know, double back and kind of see where everybody is from there so uh we're gonna go ahead and wrap the show up once again shout out to everybody tuning in to all about the data join the discord join us on sequel saturdays which also will be on our youtube channel be um, outside with it be outside, <laughs> be out, be outside, outside with it in the in the virtual world right um so yeah you know we appreciate everybody that's tuning in everybody that's supporting you know, we're going to keep pushing, keep growing, keep providing as much resources for you and for ourselves as we can, because we kicking doors down this year and getting them six figures. Booyah! <laughs> <Yes>. And we <laughs> out. <laughs> <laughs>